0: up, though. Welcome to another episode of Fuck Your Feelings. I'm your host, BC, the young boy Brunson with a couple of fellas on the line. Jay Knowledge, Smitty, what's good, fellas? What's good?
1: It's good. Everything's good.
0: I see you drinking more of that white man poison.
2: No, this is water. That's from from the earth. God put that here. Me yeah, <laughs> got, got that shit from the Nestle
0: plant. <laughs> uh, but y'all, y'all good? How, how was y'all week?
2: It was good. Um, you know, we did we did some things um, last week. So ready for a new week to start.
0: Jeff? yeah.
1: Teacher strike is over, so that's good. The that kids can get their indoctrination—I mean, education—into their
3: <laughs>
1: um,
0: now I feel like I want to start with the topic we said we were gonna start at three. Mm-hmm. Just because of that statement, I wanna start. We we're gonna go into it. Uh so we we was talking, we were discussing this week, um and you know, pre production and then Jeff brought up a good point in regards to just side hustles, um, having multiple revenue streams is the way to go if you want to, A, get, garner wealth, and B, um, just, you know, make a, a safe, comfortable living for you and your family. So, you know, Jeff, start us off. Um, I know we were talking about some investment that you've been looking into doing and researching. Uh, just let the people know a little bit more about what, you, what it is that you're doing currently.
1: Yeah, well, so first of all, well, you know, I know y'all had an introduction to what y'all do. So basically, I'm an engineer from Michigan State, so I do have a full-time 9-to-5 job. But working in Jersey, where I used to work, I used to talk to my managers, and I noticed that everyone had a side hustle. These are like people who were already managers and directors, still had a side hustle. So I was like, well, damn, Well, I need a side hustle. And I looked up that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to start gathering up my incomes or my streams of income. So one thing that I look into is Forex. So Forex is short for foreign exchange. So basically what I'm learning to do is develop a skill to actually learn how to trade the market. That's uh, basically currency pairs, uh, the dollar versus the yen, the dollar versus the pound. Uh, the dollar versus the Canadian and then there's also other different currency pairs so that's one thing that I'm focusing on uh, I started this last year or uh, a year or two ago uh I did basically I netted zero but they said that if you don't lose then consider yourself a winner uh, I didn't like that though, because I actually gained a thousand dollars, but then after all the fees, I lost a thousand dollars. So that's why I said I netted. So I was getting the concept right, but I just wasn't profiting enough. So I gave it a, uh, I quit for a while and now I'm back in it, uh, getting more familiar with the charts, learning different strategies, um, learning the charts, learning on how the news can affect the dollars and the yens and the. Canadian dollar so once I uh, increase my skill and increase my craft in it then you know I'm going I'm, to right now I'm actually using just uh, demo accounts which any broker will let you use a demo account to actually learn the strategy to trade foreign exchange or to trade for a profit and once, you, once I get that down then I will actually start investing real money into it but uh, I feel like I've been doing pretty good this is my second week and my goal because you should always have if you do want to venture out in this uh format then you should always set up a plan my goal right now is fifty dollars a day uh and for the last two or three weeks using the strategy that i have uh i've actually been hitting that so starting with five hundred dollars and i've been hitting fifty dollars a day for five days a week so i'm actually up to Six sixty four. Cause I was actually trading this morning. Cause the markets opened up at five o'clock. So, so yeah. So that's my hopefully be side hustle. Hopefully in January, when I can consistently make fifty dollars a
2: day, I will
1: go to real live account.
3: All right.
2: What what platform are you trading on? Like- uh.
1: So right now I'm using uh. I'm doing binary options. So binary options is I'm doing the uh, with Nadex. So they're able to let you set up a free account for a demo account. And you also set up an account for free as well. And then the withdrawal and the deposit is very easy. All you got to do is use your debit card. And basically binary options is in a nutshell predicting where the market is and a certain amount of time, whether it's going to be up or below.
2: So, what so? How much do you? How much would you say a person who's starting off should start with after they have done their demo and they have practiced and they have read the articles? How much would you say they should start off with when they open an account?
1: Uh, minimum amount at Nasdaq. I'm sorry, not Nasdaq. Minimum amount at NADEX is two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, me personally, I'm gonna try to start off at five hundred dollars, but it's you need at least. A minimum of uh, two fifty to start. So.
2: Okay. so, if if I'm brand new to trading, what is the first? Was the first resource I should use?
1: You should actually, and this is what I did first. The first when I first started, I used this one website where they actually was an educational platform, a networking platform, and a trading platform. It seemed like that company was focused more on networking than actually trading and everything. So what I'm currently using now is I'm actually, well, with Nadex, they actually have an educational platform. So if you want to use Nadex, they have an educational platform you go to. A lot of brokers also hold have educational platforms that you use. But then you can also use YouTube as well. That's been my Biggest educational because there's always people who have different strategies for of uh, trading in the market.
2: One um, of the one of the uh, one of the strategies that I've uh, been told is to also get you some type of mentor. So I think the networking option is a good place to kind of find a good mentor that can help you. Um, so. Uh, not saying that they're gonna give you all their secrets, but they can, you can bounce ideas off of them. You know, if you're in the same space with somebody else that's like-minded, you can help. Uh, they can help bring you up. So um, that's just another piece of advice that you can start to um, get you a mentor. Uh, if you reach out to us on social media at uh, fuck under, underscore y o underscore feelings, um, I can get you connected with. Um, Jeff here. He can he can help you with those sites and whatnot. Yeah. Um,
1: and with the uh, networking thing, you know, it's always good that if you do try to find someone that they are focused on trading. There's a lot of people that's out there that's more concerned on networking, bringing people on board because they're actually getting a commission on it. And it's hard to find someone who genuinely wants to care about you to actually want you to develop your trading skills. Yeah,
0: trading skills. So. Go ahead. No, well, I was gonna say, like, and, and to piggyback that, like, I've known people who use just for those who's getting started in in a lightweight uh, way and uh, making small, minute investments. And I think we addressed this before, but like apps like uh, Robinhood, Stash are good apps to you know do um, investments and do partial investments into major stocks, and you know to have decent dividends that pay out to that. So, I'm um, just something to look into. Um, and as well as in regards to, like, Jeff and what he was talking about, you know, I wonder if there are any, any um, available classes or programs on, like, Khan Academy, Preston Review, you know, those sort of websites that offer, like, free programs in regards to apps. Um, and they, they do a lot of free things, so I wonder if there was any out there. I haven't checked, but, uh, you know, that, that's a good place to always to look for it. just any educational material for free. Um, Khan Academy has a lot of really good classes out
2: there.
0: Um, go ahead, Sweeney. I'm sorry to cut you off. What would you about to say?
2: Um, also if if investments don't seem like your thing, there is other um, side hustles. Um, I say use your talent if you if you if you bake an amazing cake, um baking on the side is also good. Hey, um, hey,
0: yeah. hey, just make sure you had that shit at uh, three o'clock when the baby shower supposed to start.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh,
0: nobody in particular.
2: Uh, but don't take on more than you can chew when you're baking. If you have a, because the idea of a side hustle, as Jeff pointed out, is you have to have a regular job and you do this on the side. Um, so just use your talents for, for example, my side hustle is doing taxes. So, um, so that's my side hustle. Um, it's a good, it's a great side hustle. Uh, shout out to on our block for training me. Um, but it's a really good side hustle, uh, because you can make a, you can make a ton of money in a short period of time. Um, uh, if you get the right clientele and, uh, stay consistent with them. Um, but yeah, that you can make, you can make a decent amount of money doing taxes on the side. Um. Huh? No, I was saying you can make a decent amount of money doing taxes. Um, so.
1: Is that only so, during tax season or can you, is that something that's year round?
2: You can do it year round. Um, it's you, because what you can do is, because some people don't file their taxes right away. So, what? Um, so, you can do, you can file extensions. So, people need you to file extensions, then you do their taxes later. Um, if you do business taxes, they don't file, they don't have us, they don't have the same filings, right? So, uh, there is based on their year. So you can do business taxes and that's all year round. Um, you can also do bookkeeping. Um, that's a really good side hustle along with tax, uh, along with taxes. If you, if you're good with numbers and things like that, um, if you, um, if you're good with design, I know a lot of, uh, people, I know a lady who do embroidery? So right. she just, right. you know, she just does. She got a sewing machine and she embroiders. Um, so these are good to. And let's not shout out. Let's not. Let's not sleep on uh, Lyft and Uber. Um, as well as, for yeah, um, so yeah. those are also great side hustles. Some people main hustle.
0: Well, I mean, um, I know people that you know. I've talked to some Uber, Lyft drivers, Instacart, Postmates, and they've mm, made forty mm, to fifty thousand a year just mm, you know by doing that. Especially in the major metropolitan cities like Chicago, like uh, Dallas, where you know, most
2: Vegas of the- is very um, jumping.
0: And yeah, Vegas. I know Vegas. I know Vegas got to be as well, right? Like mm-hmm. so. You figure you're in these areas where the city A runs, to a, you know, from like five a.m. to like three p- three a.m. the next day, constant flowing, and it's you know hard tra- uh, parking and, and transit. So, like, I know these areas, you know, make decent livings off of uh, uh, Lyft and Uber. My only thing about Lyft and Uber, I was, one, I said I was going to do it, I didn't even signed up to do it, but I was like, I really want people in my car with me in my space. That's, that's the only part I had, I had trouble getting up, even though but, they But you're getting money, money
2: though. You gotta get past that.
0: though, me having to like like listen like Jules had to say me touching tiny pieces of skull in the back of my car. Like if, I, if somebody threw up and I had to clean that shit up on my own, you don't, you don't have to clean it up because if you get thrown up, I know because you know everyone who takes
1: Uber they, they ask these questions. I know in the during the New Year's I did ask that question. They said no, you. You tell Uber that they threw up in your car, they will actually charge that uh, rider for throwing up in your car, and then they actually pay cleaning
0: your you're cleaning car clean. Yeah. Son, so Detail. let me let problem. me ask you this: You gonna ride around with throw up in your car until you can get your car clean? No, but if you're smart,
1: like other Uber
0: drivers, they keep a bag for a throw up
1: bag in their car for people like that.
0: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like unless they like Jeffrey and we riding through a parking lot and you throw up all on the side of my car, even if we did have bags, like you know, you like what's prepared. the? I, mean, I get it. Like that's a per- perfect scenario. I'm talking about you the least perfect scenario. Me.
1: You wasn't prepared for me to to down eight bottles at a strip club, mm-hmm. and that was it was your car. That was your fault.
2: I actually was driving. Actually, your car. We were in Jersey and I was driving. I hit that one bump in the parking lot, really and, kind of right. and you came no. out the window and you were like, and just let it go. That
1: was full uh, Long Island. That's so, what I that's so side way.
2: hustle, clean up, throw up in Uber cars may be a good side hustle. Uh, um, so, another another couple good side hustles is mobile detailing. It's a It okay. takes a small amount of money to invest, and you can make a lot of money on mobile detailing. Um, um also being if you have the capital, also being a
0: lender to small businesses is not a bad um way to make income. Um just dividends <laughs> off a of profit share. If you have the available income.
2: Or too, if like in that. that if you want a group, if you and your friends want the group to do that, that may work out very well. And if y'all both have some like capital. Yeah. Um you could do you could do short term loans up yeah. to like five thousand dollars or ten thousand yeah. dollars. Um, if y'all got enough, you can make, you can do the, you can do it. Um, you can do some really decent interest rates for them, uh, for a short term loan. Um, so yeah, those, uh, you gotta be careful with those two though. Um, because those could be regulated. So you gotta be careful.
1: Did anyone look at, uh, I see a lot of people on Instagram looking at credit repair. Anyone ever look into that?
0: Nah, cause we not thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I, no, let me I, stop playing. I, 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 I did look into credit, credit repair. repair.
2: Um, credit repair, I think, I think people that do credit repair is ripping people off because you can do it yourself.
0: You can. I mean, it's essentially, you pull your credit report and dispute all the charges on there, especially the ones that you know uh, are cleared it, up.
2: And it's really temporary, right? It, yeah. So people are like, oh, your my credit report shot up to. To six hundred fifty or seven hundred or whatever, right? Well, yeah, because they immediately take those off once you dispute them, and then once once they have uh, um, decided that those are legit charges, they put them back. So you got to be careful about that. Um, you got to know how to target that and how to do that. But I've looked into credit repair, and I just as a uh, as a side hustle. I found it was it was lucrative, but it's also a rip-off. So uh I don't like to rip people off um just because I'd rather give you the education so you can do it yourself versus ripping you, like doing it for you and ripping you off. Aren't you a positive well rounded citizen? Sorry,
0: you know that's our you know, side hustles, our educational, you know, get you some money in your pocket piece to this all. Um, like Smithy said earlier, if you want to reach out to us, fuck underscore yo underscore feelings on all social media platforms, um, and then we can get you connected. Or if you got any like good tips, we can uh, come back on the show or post. You know, just holler and let us know. All right, so moving into our, go ahead, Smithy. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say uh, move along to our next topic um, in regards to good old Facebook. Now. To our listeners out there that may be a little younger, we go back to Facebook to the beginning days. Like we go back like Four on the Cadillac. I remember you had to have a college email to sign up for Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, and Facebook was cool. It got you a way to, you know, meet people from different colleges and talk to people, post different things. Um, now it's grown into this mega conglomerate that it is today, that pretty much assumes any popular app. So, you know, I'm working on developing the app so we can uh get rich and retire and get some loans off our back. But uh, Facebook has been in the news lately the last couple of weeks in regards to allowing fake ads to be on their Facebook pages, um, and you know, Mark propaganda, a whole propaganda. Mark Zuckerberg was at a what what kind of what kind of hearing was that was that a Senate hearing that he Congress, was at? Congress. Congress. Yeah. Um the House Representatives. Well well ALC told him a new one, you know, <laughs> he was on uh, with her. ALC was was not playing. Um and so just let me get y'all thoughts about this. Um and I just I just seen an article that's saying now it's going over to Great Britain that they're gonna allow um that political ca- campaign ad in green Britain are going to allow um, to use Facebook, you know, those fake ads or those propaganda ads. So, uh, Smitty, start us off. What's your thoughts about that?
2: So, um, I, don't, I don't agree. I have two things. One is um, you should allow the freedom of the press right and the freedom of the freedom of speech so if the if the information is false and people are taking it as fact then that's the own that's the people's fault right um you need to research the information that you're receiving you shouldn't just as facebook shouldn't shouldn't do the work for you right you know it's it's a platform to allow people to speak so you know an opinion is wrong you know, I can give you an opinion. My opinion is wrong. Um, that, that should you take that as fact? Absolutely not. Because I seen it on Facebook. It's it's true. No, like we know the internet tell lies, and you need to do you need to do further research. So the fact is that uh, Facebook is trying to do censorship and and only allow um, only allow. Factual <laughs> information to be to be posted on their website and to be to be um, thrown into your feeds. I'm not a big fan of. I'm give me everything and let me weed through the information because because um, sometimes a, a information that's not all factual leads me to do something else. Right where. I may say like the gator ate this this six foot tall Amazon woman, and then I find out that um, it's really the it's not a six foot tall Amazon woman it's a three foot tall Amazon woman. I'm like, oh, it's a three foot woman in there. Like, let me look. At it. <laughs> so, so I'm not, a, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook uh, trying to provide censorship. And at the same at the uh, at the same time, like how you know, like I understand you have these algorithms that can kind of pull some information together, but at the end of the day, you sign up for these feeds. You uh, you're more than you're more than capable of of um, digging through the internet and finding the actual information. So I'm not a big fan of the censorship that but- Facebook is proposing. But
0: don't you find it a little haphazard that you have this platform that reaches millions of people? And I mean, whether or not they fact checked on themselves or not, I mean, you're allowing propaganda just to be spewed and on on your platform. Like, don't you feel like you ha- should have a little responsibility for that?
2: I'm Facebook is not a is not a source, so i I don't think you I don't think Facebook needs to have have but control it over that. I'm not, but Facebook was never designed as a source, you know. Like don't I, know. I don't. I if now nah, I don't say Facebook can they could they have the right to do what they want, um. But it's not a source.
0: But we don't know that they can't be used as a source, or could it be? I mean, I guess what people find determining is credible is you know again. I guess like you said, it's up to them, but. I think it's just a little hazard, it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, you're reaching millions, if not billions of people, and you're allowing this disinformation, so to speak, to be allowed, and now it's on its way to the UK, and you're not going to stop or prevent or, you know, now that this has been brought to your attention, you're just going to just let it run wild. I mean, like, I feel like that can be harmful, in a sense, and then if something happened because of this, you know, not that they're going to be morally sound in the first place, but like, you know, something can be devastatingly happening or can change the course
2: of the lives because of this. But my thing is, think about this, right? If I if if Zuckerberg and Facebook wants to censor is who uh, what lens are they censoring it under your own lens? So I'm skewing the information. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving you a free flow of information, right? I'm skewing information because I'm censoring it. Right. I'm doing the things that if, you know, me and you, so like, for example, I, I send you information, I feed you information, right? That's skewed based on my interests. Right. And so by Facebook trying to, to, uh, to clean up some of these false ads, under what lens are they going to censor the information?
0: Well, I mean, maybe not so much as they can have it under the lens that they personally censor, but at least give you the option to censor it yourself. I mean, right now it's just free-flowing, but at least give you the option to say, hey, let me at least check this widget that stops me from receiving political ads from any candidates wherever I'm at. Like, I mean, put it back on the onus of the people, but allow the people to be able to do such, such a thing. Uh, Jeff, what's your thoughts? So
1: after I realized that this was like a five hour hearing, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna listen to five hours of Congress drilling Zuckerberg. So, you know, I just try to get snippets of it. Uh a couple of things that stuck out was to me was that the con that what was it? It was at, it was the way they actually target the people. So like let's say if they target a zip code and that's predominantly black, they can actually put an ad out there saying, "Hey, but make sure to vote on November 7th," knowing that voting is actually on November 2nd. That's just a hypothetical thing. But I think the biggest thing the issue is the the targeting and the information that they get. Now, me personally, I'm back as we said, you know, I'm back old school where uh Facebook was just designed for just the college people but then once it start going to everyone else you know it, it it lost me so i would go on there every once in a while probably post some pictures or i probably get tagged in some pictures but i always thought it was funny when people would say oh my goodness facebook is sharing my address and my cell phone number and with all these companies and i always thought like why the hell are you putting that shit on facebook like I mean, that's just me. I guess I'm just old school. Cause when they told me that, when they when I found that out, that didn't bother me one bit. Cause I don't got all my personal shit on there. Just probably photos you see of me.
0: But, yeah, but I mean, but, they, but, I mean, they had your phone number anyway. Like
1: yeah, yeah, they got it so Like, but for the ad purposes, it's kind of hard. to like as I said, this is going to be probably the one time I agree with Smitty. It's kind of hard to actually.
0: (laughs) God damn! Shots fired. Blocker, blocker, blocker. It's kind of
1: hard to like censor like what's what's right and what's wrong because if you're censoring someone, that means you have a you either have a bias towards it. Like for instance, they uh, censored Farrakhan. Like everyone who actually listened to Farrakhan, like why did you censor him? Like he was actually doing great things for the black community. He's like a black leader in the uh, moment. So, it's like, that was, like, very devastating. But, like, other people would say, like, hey, if you're censoring this person, like, they are say, like, you're censoring Trump supporters. Like, well, people like Trump supporters. So, one thing that I did when I actually looked at all the, this information about uh, censorship for Facebook, I noticed that in one of the ads it showed that uh, the CEO of uh, Twitter Actually, ban all political
0: ads. political ads. Yeah,
1: and I was like, okay, that's a that's a great stand. And then Mike Muse, he also said, like, yeah, that was a good stand. That's basically putting the ball in Facebook's court. Like, what are you gonna do? And I feel like you know, if we're gonna go back to what Facebook really was about, Facebook wasn't about political uh, commentary. It was all about just uh, grassroots uh, developing relationships with people. So, I would say get rid of all political ads at all for all Facebook, and then basically, I know it will make the political parties a lot harder to actually reach people if you get rid of that because now you just have to focus on TV, which not many people, at least not me, watch that much TV. Because I do get a lot of information from social media or YouTube, and once I get the information, as I said, as Smitty said, you know I fact check it to make sure what is real, what is not, because titles are also very false. And I actually sometimes I just want to hear it come out of the person's mouth versus someone's uh, saying what they think it meant.
0: Um, so I, I mean, I, I do get what y'all are saying. Don't get me wrong. I think censoring it can be a possible slippery slope, and. You know, who to censor when and what and where and how is because, you know, what I feel may be egregious or offensive to me or something I don't want to see is not for the next man. Um, But I I still think it should be in the if you're going to allow these political ads, which you're still you're not kicking politicians off of your social media platforms. So they're still getting their agenda across, you know, if you follow them or their message is coming up, or you have somebody to follow them. So they're still gonna go on your timeline. So you're gonna see it just because of how the algorithms are created. But I think that should just be, like I said, on the onus of the person using it. Hey, you know, I don't wanna see this. Let me check this box. A part of my security settings is like, hey, let me see this. Um the targeting thing has always been scary to me just because I always found it weird that like right now, I'm I, like I'm gonna mention Target. I need some Sensodyne toothpaste, and when I pick up my phone, there's gonna be an ad for Target Sensodyne p- toothpaste. When I go to scroll, I feel like that was like always wild to me, and I know it's geo fencing and mapping and all that good stuff. But you know, when you target certain groups, and I and I've seen several articles in regards to them targeting. Um, African Americans either speaking out against Trump or just having speaking about racism, period. They're either getting banned or kicked off of uh, Facebook. So I think at this point, like there should be some censorship on, or at least the option to censor your, what you see, you know, like, hey, create that. I mean, I guess essentially you could by just not going on the platform on your own, but. Yeah. But there are
1: some good things about. Facebook, that I am gonna say. Like, one thing they said about Facebook, or one thing that he did. Uh, a hey, about, hey,
0: hey, we don't need to hear about your adult, uh, only after party groups that you follow. See. All right, okay, fine. No,
1: I wasn't gonna say that. What I was gonna say is, like, when I think probably three or four months ago, where they actually ran a, uh, someone did an audit on police officers, and they found out that in that audit, 20% of the police officers that actually identified on Facebook have either either retweeted or reposted some racial discrepancies on Facebook and I was like wow that is some very good news because basically you're telling me that when I get pulled over 20 I have a 20% chance that this cop is going to be racist and I thought that was very good so sometimes when you censorship you know that's actually good information that people can actually use to actually
2: I, I again I think that's still biased though. Like what is what is you know who what from what eyes are you looking at that racist retweet, right? You know, if I retweet something that's sexist or or racist, well I may not think it's racist, it's just fucking funny, you know. Um so what lens are we looking at these things uh to call it what it is, right? The definition of the actual thing that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, there
1: was this one post where a guy was the picture of a, I never saw this, but this is how someone described it, a picture of a, a, a front of a truck that looked like it hit a deer. But they said, like, yeah, I just saw a lot of people, a lot of black folks looting in Ferguson. And this is what the front of my truck looked like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're not supposed to
0: laugh
3: at that. Holy shit.
0: It. The views and opinions pressed by uh Mr. Smitty here is not that of the Fuck your feelings podcast, and I think I should put that disclaimer out there. These asshole just laughed at that, and yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm here over here mortified and got tears, and then you're same, asshole. That's yeah, not Smitty will re- repost
1: that, like, yeah, that's
2: funny. That's I'm about to fun. find that. That's, check that's, our, check out our, check on our one, Instagram, uh, I post that on Instagram.
0: That shit better not end up on the IG page, goddamn it! That shit <laughs> better not end up on the
2: motherfucking. I better not do
0: that shit on my timeline.
2: I'm gonna have to find that and put it
0: on IG.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: And Twitter. Listen, listen. I'm I'm moving on. Any any final thoughts on this topic? Shout out to Twitter, I guess, for not allowing political ads on their platform. So.
2: So um a political a legitimate political ad i understand that but again back to that statement about the the politicians um i can still campaign on twitter and facebook sure can sure. without i think what it's really doing is censoring those grassroots groups that are opposed to uh or support those those small those small um changes that not the massive support i'm not i'm not a fan of censoring political ads um uh, in the sense of uh, in the wake of like bringing awareness to information um that has a political uh that has political ramification you know if uh if we don't you know if we don't if you know if we don't let the 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 wolf group talk about the wolves on and bring awareness to that and they don't support the Republicans because they want to build a road through the wolf habitat. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not fair because now I lose that information. If I use social media as a platform to, to at least get, uh, to at least get my, my feet wet on some of those small, those small issues. So I, um, I think Twitter has done a disservice to to those groups. Um, fuck your fellas. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I laughed. That's why.
0: I- <laughs> no, because you hate your own people, Uncle
2: Ruckus. Ruckus. I do not hate. I do not. So, hate let's
0: black touch people. on this real quick because this guy voted down. Because these are some savages that I'm on, on on here with people. But rest in peace. John Witherspoon, who was a hilarious comedian from Detroit, uh, who played some of our favorite characters as Pops from um, Boondocks. Uh, you said who? Boondocks. Well, it was Pops on Boondocks. He was Pops on uh the Wayne's Brothers. You know, uh played in Vampire in Brooklyn. He was like, the wolf and the flip-flop. The motherfucker did the flip-flop shit on me. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> yeah. Friday. I watched it watch on that. Fridays. Hey, and you know what? I'm giving him rest in peace, but I got to talk about this meme I seen, which I know don't kill me, y'all out there. But it was funny as shit. Listen, so is this like a bank in the camera? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, no I'm posting candy. that snippet on Instagram. <laughs> hey, make sure you got no garbage can in you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell y'all about that story another. Check out check out Instagram. We'll tell you that story on Instagram as to why we ain't you know, he can't be around no garbage can. But listen, so I seen a meme that was like, Yo, John's Witherspoon uh his funeral gonna be Friday, next Friday or the Friday after next. And I found that to be totally hilarious at the time, but at the same time it was fucked up because it was too soon. You got it, you look like you you struggling there. I'm
3: listening.
0: You, no, I was like, get, didn't get what I was saying. They he said was, it was,
1: the funeral is gonna be either on Friday, next Friday, or Friday after next.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Fuck that's y'all. Fucked up. That, that's some fucked
0: up shit. And that's what I'm saying. That was fucked up, but it was but rest in peace, John with the spoon pops, man. Um you know a comedian icon and it's going to be missed especially one of my favorite you know programs he did was the Boondocks. you know it definitely going to be missed um
1: i am the stone that the building of refuge i'm an individual the inspiration the
2: lady
0: lady to see in the blues I'm the spark to make your idea bright the same spark to let you know that when you call your son ah, I can't we don't we don't we don't have
2: we don't have the copyrights to that we do not have the copyrights to that
0: uh, i am the bullet in the box gun <laughs> Thing. <laughs> All right, so listen, let's go into our next topic, uh, which is probably near and dear to uh, brother. I don't eat no pork, uh, dashiki braids and dreads. And uh, matter of fact, this nigga actually got dashiki chain on right now. Let me see that chain because I'm black, y'all, and I'm bigoted black. And I'm black <laughs> is that a fist with an African colored medallion?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Where you get that sh- you bought that from? I bet it smelled like incense and uh cocoa butter when you bought that, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So
2: hey, should we play the clip?
0: African festival. Uh yeah, you gotta queue it up. So listen, so what are we talking about if y'all haven't already uh, and why I get just many a chance to queue it up? Uh we're talking about our you know, former president. Barack Obama, you know, was speaking at a I'm not sure what it was. It was oh it was, it was Obama the Obama summit. summit. It was Obama summit that he was speaking at. Uh where he made comments in regards to just woke culture and you know how that you know people are quick to dismiss individuals in regards to woke culture. Um and, and you ready? You got it up. So I'm gonna let, you know, play in there, we're gonna talk about it. But it, uh I'm gonna let it play and then we talk about it a little later. I think I think we're gonna let it play. I don't hear that. Yeah, wait, wait, what what? Okay. You want me to sing again? It's so cold in the D.
3: Compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws.
0: Is this nigga playing Shalimar? What
2: happened to the clip? I played a different clip. I thought it would go shorter and it just messed all up. Just played a whole minute and 53 seconds.
3: <laughs> Social media.
2: Oh, you, would, you know, listen. Like
3: so. You purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically bulk and all that stuff.
2: This was you the great production of uh, Courtney Smith. The, world,
3: the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff, have flaws, people who you are fighting may love their kids and, you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college camps, is Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, But I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the word wrong verb or then... I can sit back and feel
0: pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was. I called you out. <laughs> all right, all right. Go ahead and cut it. So, as y'all heard, you know, President Obama was, you know, speaking. I mean, I kind of, I 100% feel in regards to, you know, woke culture. Like some of these people are just, you know, so holier than I with their wokeness that it, you know, it becomes a problem. Like, you just, oh, I'm so judgmental because I did this and I tweeted this. And, like, hey, man, come on, man, get off your high horse. Like, people make mistakes. Now, I ain't talking about the people that go out there and, you know, as champion for the cause for them. Or, you know, let me rephrase that. Because I am probably talking about some of these people as well. But, like, you know, it it's, it's a, a double-sided coin, right? Like, it works in good. When it needs to, especially for these racist, overt racist acts that we happen to see. But on the other hand, when you just keep kind of trying to cancel somebody or you know, just trying to downplay somebody because they ain't woke as you are today, so to speak. Um, I think it's just you know, fucking asinine, you know, sometimes. So uh Jeff, brother Jeffrey, brother Jeffrey Ali, Muhammad, uh X. You know what's your what's your thoughts? My thoughts. Now, now do know if you don't, you do know if you don't bash President Obama right now, they're gonna take your dashiki from you.
1: <laughs> okay, so I had to listen to this clip a lot to actually understand what he was saying. So he says that being politically woke. So when he says politically woke, I'm thinking he's talking about politics. So. I'm just going to focus on politics woke. Well, I would think that you would want all your people politically woke. I don't know why you would not want that. My main concern with that is, well, first of all, there's a lot of people that are politically woke. That has been in the past. You got Muhammad Ali who's politically woke. Yeah, Malcolm X politically woke. Yeah, Martin Luther King politically woke. You actually have today Colin Kaepernick, politically woke. Yeah, okay. If we do not have any of these people that are politically woke, then we would probably still have Jim Crow laws. I'm just calling it what it is. I mean that's what I'm upset. So if you got rid of all politically woke people because that's all the people oh the Black Panther Party, yes. Politically woke.
0: So, politically woke. I think you missing the point of what he was saying in regards yeah, to so, political
1: so, Yep, so I'm going to get to that. So, okay, okay. that. so first he said politically woke, and that's what I heard that like, okay, that's crazy. But then he's talking about the people who just sit around and just call people out like, hey, you ain't doing this right, and then they just sit back on their chair. Like, okay. I feel like that is too... Separate thing because being politically woke and that basically being conscious of like what your government officials are doing, what's going on in your society, and basically retweeting and or reposting on Instagram on the disparities that's happening in the black community. I don't think that's like people just feel good. I think that's just people trying to educate other people, trying to bring a awareness to other people to let you know what other things are happening. Now, me personally, I don't consider myself... Well, kind of consider myself woke, but as I said before, I still got crust in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have... I been, have, a, have started my, let's say, woke journey uh, from the first time I read the book, uh, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Man, it was a great book because I really thought that after that Martin Luther King, and I had the dream. I was one of those black guys like, oh, after Martin Luther King did the speech, racism was over, and that's the reason why if you listen to the previous podcast, why I was cussing out police officers, thinking that I had rights. So, just recently, I've just been constantly educating myself on like what's really happening to Black America these days. So that's why I always say that I'm not completely woke. I still have crust in my eyes. I'm still learning. I'm still developing. And then eventually, and once I feel a, a cause that I really want to get involved with, and I have some that I actually looked at. I looked at uh, 100 Black Men I talked to my boys about. And I also looked at uh, the Chicago organization called My City, My Block, My Hood that I want to get Shout out to
0: Jamal Cole. Shout yeah. out to Jamal. He's a, du- he a real cool dude. I met him, man, he, and I really appreciate what his organization does. So, shout out to him.
1: Yeah. So I am trying to get involved in an organization to help Black America get better. But uh that's what I have to say about the wall culture. I feel like wall culture is the first step, the stepping stone before action gets placed because you need to educate the people before they actually start doing things.
0: So. No, you know what I I say my
2: place. Smitty, Smitty, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead and tell us what your what your thoughts are. Well, I mean,
0: again, like from what Obama President Obama was saying, it wasn't so much as the dismissing the, the woke culture or even politically woke culture. What he's saying is those who are in said culture, which is a good thing, right? You need. To educate your people especially there are people out there like jeff just said himself wasn't aware said things that was going on um and was you know essentially oblivious to him or you know just thought one way and didn't realize that the world was a totally different way so you need people out there who can educate you know different people and essentially wake them up from the matrix right but what I feel that president Obama was saying was in regards to those people who are in said organ or groups are just constantly throwing stones or are constantly putting people down. So like if Jeff came, like, you know, Jeff just made that statement. And if Jeff came to us and was like, Oh yeah, man, I thought I had rights after Martin Luther King. We'd have just been like, I'm a nigga, you dumb as fuck. Like what, like why would you ever think that? And, you know, just start putting you down which a lot of these people in these woke said woke cultures do right, like they're just quick to put people down and quick to just be like, "Oh, look at this idiot! Look what he tight. Let me go ahead and just you know say my piece and to feel better about myself by putting you down because you didn't know. And like man, just because you don't know something doesn't make you ignorant. It just means you don't know. Like that's why you out here learning and constantly soaking up education and information. So I think that's just that's what I took from what president was saying in regards to that it's like all right cool like that person may not have known yeah all right all right so now you feel better about yourself because you're tweeting about that come on miss me with that like let's get out here and do the work we need to do let's go out here and hit the ground running um have more organizations like my block my hood my city um that do things for the culture do things for the community, you know, trying to educate people, trying to bring awareness to disparities and, uh, disinvestment opportunities to, you know, predominantly black African-American pan-African, you know, communities. So I just, you know, kind of what I felt that he was, you know, trying to get at.
2: I I think that then the simple fact is that president Obama I agree with what you're saying, Courtney, is that's what Abr- President Obama was trying to get at, but that he's being attacked by this woke community as saying that uh, he doesn't support the woke community.
0: Well, I mean, well, if I mean. look at
1: it. If you listen to it, if you listen to it just the first time, it looks like, it sounds like that because I listened to it just one time. And me, which people label me as a woke person, I did kind of take offense to it. That's why I had to like listen to it, break it down. That's why I said I to listened to it like five to ten times to just see, okay, what he's I mean, saying.
0: Yeah, I, I, let me know when you're done with your piece, Jeff, because I'm I'm gonna explain to you how you in the early stages of being of being woke.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Let you, I'll let you talk. Oh.
0: Well, I mean, cause seriously. It was First like, of all,
1: wait, let me say this one thing. I'm actually kind of upset with you because when I was oblivious in Michigan State, you ain't even teach me. You the ain't f- teach me. The,
0: the, fu- fu- the
1: fuck I didn't. Oh, you're gonna teach me after right, like right when I'm cussing out a cop? That's kind of too late. You must have been me that. I,
0: how was I supposed to know you didn't know? <laughs> It's not until situations when you gotta know that you don't know. Now I was like, "Oh shit!" Then this can go bad. After that,
1: you still didn't try to educate me.
0: Oh I no, brother! You do that. No, you no, 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 no! I did, I did try to educate you. Matter of fact, we all was in the same Dag Bovie class. Shout out to the professor Dag Bovie, Michigan State—one of the greatest professors that's on campus. That taught me a whole lot, and I'm not really sure why Brother Jeffrey don't remember anything in his class. Oh, like, I remember. He that. Jim Crow. He talked about my bondage, my freedom. He talked about the Central Park Five. Like,
1: but he didn't talk that it's still happening today. All that stuff was like, oh, this all this is like previous. It was all stuff like happening in the past. Listen, I'm like, yes, yeah, I understand it happened in the past. I did not I just, know it was just, still going on in 2000. Six when
0: we graduated. I just don't think you was aware that <laughs> it was going on today, and that at that pre- that time and currently, I think everyone else around you knew, and I think it was implied because why else would he have had to say it? Because he was talking about it for a reason. So I, I'm not sure where to go from there with that. Uh, but don't blame me, because I did try to tell you and put you up on game. A. B, to get back to our conversation of your your awokeness, so to speak, is pretty much overnight, I ain't gonna put your business out there. But from overnight, you went from, you know, living a certain lifestyle to I got dreads. And I'm like, all right, man, dreads kind of so is Whatever. <laughs> so, I'm 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 getting invited to like Black Panther parties. I mean, I'm sorry, to woke birthday parties. <laughs> and as I look at you with your dreads and the picture of, I forget the young lady name. Well, she's not a young lady now, but like from in regards to going to school, first time segregating in school. I look at that artwork, which is beautiful artwork, way by the way. And as I look at that. And with your African Bees medallion on, with a with a power, raised power fist on. I'm just saying, this is how I come to the summation of your early awokenness. <laughs> Which I appreciate. <laughs> I do. I hope you don't take it as me not appreciating because it was better than before. But I need you to get to the stage where, okay, now, I can, I'm kind of with Jay-Z, right? All right. We kneel. Now what? So you woke. Now what?
1: I woke, I'm still got crust in my eyes, I'm telling you. I mean you're not there yet. I'm I'm in the I'm in the process of like seeing where I want to like start to like that. And that's why I named those two workers.
0: You out the bed. Like you out the bed. You just going to the bathroom to take that first piss for the morning. That's what it is. Like you in the bathroom taking that first piss. Maybe you taking the shit and you on Facebook. (laughs) Maybe you at that stage. But you out the bed. like Don't make it sound like you just woke up. No, no, no. no. You out the bed, Negro. All right. Um, but yeah, so with that said, so do you got any final thoughts on this? You know, Jay, do you I mean, and, and the attacks on President Obama, it kind of remind me of, and I think we talked about it again. You know, go check out some earlier episodes in regards to what Dave Chappelle said about you know cancel culture and you know get people out of here. It's like, well, you're still talking about me, and I'm still this millionaire who's getting a presidential library built on South Lake Shore, and I can go anywhere right now I want to and have a conversation. So what really are y'all really, you know, doing to me talking about we not for the woke culture. And I know <laughs> over the years, excuse me, over the years, President Obama has taken you know a lot of hits from some of our most woke people uh like especially from Dr. Cornel West. He has Dr. Cornel West was no holding no punches and it was and I I understand where he was coming from on some of the things. Some of the things I felt was unfair, but um, I, you know, like I said, I, I get it. You know, I get where he was coming from. Um, but I think this whole woke culture thing, I think having political enlightenment and enlighten others because of their political nature and stature within the organi- within the community and the country is a beautiful thing. But, uh, castigating and, um, just talking down to people in regards to them not knowing the same information you know is, is just not the way to go. It's not, not even helping your own community. Now you're just being an elitist asshole.
1: Yeah. I I think the thing with when we had o, Obama in office, yeah. and this is some things that, you know, everyone always says, like, there's nothing Obama could have done to not get the black vote, like, no matter what he was done. And that's what kind of sucks, <laughs> because it actually bit us in the ass, because we did not and that's why we're trying to do this now because we realized that we thought obama
0: was going to do what he needs to do for black people we need to come with a black agenda and i i'm, I'm yeah and I, and I and i do see that jeff but I, I my thing is i never understood why black people thought that in the beginning. with like what did you expect as the first black president to do Are like, you really expected him to come in here and be like oh we just gonna turn everything on his head. Fresh out the gate, we're releasing all these black people from prison. We gonna start having uh, 40 days instead of 29 days of Black History Month. We will, you know, we like we gonna get reparations. Like y'all really like? I mean, I'm not really sure like how you expected him to pull that off, especially with a, with never having a, a full party or a same party uh, house or senate, you know, during either of his eight years. So, yep.
1: Yeah. You know what? And a lot of people actually thought that was gonna happen. That's the
0: sad part about it. I mean, I, I mean he didn't even sell those wolf tickets to y'all. He told I mean, you.
1: Really, I swear, I thought the the Air Force One was gonna like. Remember, Soul Plane came out. I'm like, yeah. that's gonna be the new Air Force One. Yep. I
0: mean, I'm, he told he never once told y'all that that's what's gonna happen. He told he had you.
1: Basketball at the White
0: House. Okay, every president had basketball at the White House. Look out. He just okay. He had a cookout. We call it a cookout, they call it an inaugural barbecue. Whatever, whatever the phrasing wanna be, all he did was just speak your language to you. He told you straight up, listen, this is I'm about change. Change is gonna come. Yes, we can. We, as in the proverbial sense of everyone that are considering themselves an American citizen. That's what he said to you. He didn't say we as in black people. Y'all just started to think he was talking cold. Nah, didn't he didn't was straight was up. No, <laughs> nah, he was straight up. This is what I'm doing. He got put like this. I felt like if he could have ran a, a third time for another four years, then you'd see his black ass colors, right? Like you'd start seeing some real like, real, like okay, let's change let's put the agenda on his head. But you can't run for 12 years anymore. Not since FDR. They changed that. So
1: like if he could run for three terms, like we people still would have voted for him, not knowing that we didn't understand this until no, uh, forty-five got in office.
0: Yeah, well, um, what I'm saying is you might have just been you might have been invalidated uh, with it by that point because he would have probably tried to start trying to do something in, in his third term. Because okay, like what do I care? Like he, I mean, he started trying to towards the end of his term. I mean, that, was there things he could have did better? Yes, I think he could have held Eric Holder. Um, in the justice department and made them do uh criminal charges for Eric Gardner and for uh, Mike Brown. Like, do I think he he could have did that? Yes, should he have did that? Yes, yes, yes. I totally 100% agree. Do I understand that he didn't do that? Absolutely, like, he's the president for the United States, not the president just for black people, right? I understand it. Go ahead, let me what you got to say, man. It's burning up inside? Let me let me hear. You gotta get up. no. This is for a whole nother segment. <laughs> What's next? Put this what? on the list
1: because that's gonna take us a long time. Is it on the list? Yeah, let's put this on the list for next week or week after. Let's talk about Obama's presidency. Like we can do, we can put that on the list.
0: All right, y'all blame, y'all, y'all. Go to Young Mister uh page in, in regards to not hearing this juicy ass topic that we all have to yell at. All right, so let, let, let's get to our fourth and final topic. Let's wrap this up. And, uh, Jeff, why don't you give us a little bit more on it? I know a little bit about it, and I know who Mr. Byron Allen is, who has been in the media for years now. As a, um, I first found out about him years ago in regards to trying to purchase um, just uh, TV stations. He was trying to purchase TV stations. I know last year or year before he offered to pay college tuition for um, I think it was correct me if I'm wrong, Jeffrey, but I think it was what's the college Morehouse. Morehouse student? No, no, no. Uh what was the one in uh DC? Howard. Howard student. Wow. I, thought, I thought he I think he offered to pay college tuition for Howard students, uh medical ministry speech. I think that was him. But uh quote you know, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But if I'm also if I'm wrong, fuck you um but you know yeah so byron allen i know he got this lawsuit going uh why don't you tell us a little bit more about it Jeff? byron
1: allen man this is a guy that you know we do want to elect get elect a black leader he should definitely be on that ballot if we ever want to do that uh but i just listened to the breakfast club uh, right on there and man shout out that was
0: a good from what i've heard so far that was a good interview
1: that was it. Really, wasn't an interview. It was just him talking about the stages of him just going from everything he did from the time he was actually earning money at a grocery uh, at a grocery store at the age of ten to where he's at today. It was basically his whole life summed up in an hour, which was amazing. Uh, but basically, what he's having this uh, struggle with, or basically, he's a person who owns like he owns the Weather Channel, he owns the Travel Channel, he owns like 11 more other channels. Mm -hmm. And basically after constantly calling people, constantly calling other networks and saying, Hey, Comcast, Hey, can I get on your show? Uh, Can I get on your network? You know, he finally actually understood on why he was not getting into these, um, getting into, well, we'll just, they would call it, he's not getting at the table. And they basically, a lot of people said, look, you know, we're not going to let him work with this black guy. Uh, So with that, he was able to file a lawsuit saying, like, hey, we're not, I'm not allowed to work with Comcast because of the color of my skin uh, and work with my network. So because of that, he has a $20 billion lawsuit against Comcast, and then Comcast actually decides to go to the Supreme Court and they are basically saying, well, in order for that to be right, you actually have to prove that the reason why we denied you contracts was 100%. It was the reason was because of your color of your skin. And basically, in America, there's no way you can say or prove that anyone like say, hey, the reason why we denied you a job is not 100%. Because your 100% 100% is because of your, of your skin. skin. That's impossible. So, they can actually say like, yeah, you know what, 98% was your skin, and 2% was because we didn't like the color of your shoes you was wearing that day. So therefore, that's not 100%. So, what the Comcast is trying to do is basically uh, overturn the Civil Rights Bill, which states that uh, uh
0: 1866 Abit- Civil 800- Rights Bill.
1: Yeah, 1866 Civil Rights Bill. It basically states that. Uh, I'm about to paraphrase this. That African Americans, well, currently the bill states that African Americans are allowed basically a share of the wealth in America. And basically, you should basically uh, how did I say this? Give uh, give black people the right opportunity. And if they are qualified for the job, then you should give it to them.
0: So, and this is in regards to contracts. So, yeah. So to prevent discrimination, like this, this bill came up, and, and I'm gonna let Jeff finish the point and I'm sorry for cutting you off. This bill came up in 1866, right after um, slavery was ended, reg- and during the Reconstruction era, era to give African Americans or descendants of slaves or slaves themselves at that point a fair opportunity, just because they knew those that were recently free in the South were never gonna get their chance to have proper government contracts or any contracts in that matter to make a living for themselves. So that's why this uh, bill was enacted and pretty much the first Civil Rights Act um bill that's been written into law. Yeah. Um so just just a, a quick history as to regards to that. Um so go ahead, Jeff.
1: So that's why this this bill is important. So basically on November 13th, that's where they're actually going to go into this, go to the Supreme Court to see if this bill should be just uh, canceled or if it's going to be kept. Now, what the Comcast is doing is Comcast, they have, Comcast has 30 minutes and uh, Byron has 30 minutes to talk what they have to say or say what they have to say. Uh, One thing that, that really sucks is that Comcast is going to yield 10%, 10 minutes of it to the deal to the Department of Justice under the Trump administration. That's actually going to be on Comcast's side. So, Comcast did come to Byron Allen and say that hey, if you drop this, we will work
0: with you. I, but- I, say, it, say it the right way. We may give you a call, is what they said. Yeah. Or we yeah. we potentially may work with you if you drop your lawsuit.
1: Right, exactly. So, and what Byron Allen said in the Breakfast Club, he said like you would usually when you have a dispute in a case that you don't want to go it all the way to trial, you will settle, which means settle means money. They're not even trying to do that. They wouldn't do that to a white person, but not. But they're trying to do like a hey a threat to Byron Allen. So, that's why this is really important, and that's why I heard that uh, there was some, actually some protests about the Harry movie uh, geared towards Comcast, about, like, basically Comcast needs to stop doing this and everything. But I think this is a big deal, and it, it sucks that this, this should be a real big news, and I don't think it is that big of a news. I mean, hopefully it is. Hopefully it's not. I mean, I haven't been on social media for a while because... I've been learning how to trade, so hopefully it's bigger than what I think it is. Is it? It's not. It's not. Oh.
2: No. I
0: mean, it's it's for those who wanna know, no, but for the most part it is it's not. I mean, it should be talked about like the revolt something was talked about or Cardi being offset going on vacation. Like it, it should be talked about like, like that. Like this should actually be under the reason it's not talked about next.
2: because we don't have we don't, we don't have any media.
0: Mm. This is true, and he's trying to make and he he's trying talking.
2: to get the
1: media. He's trying, <laughs> like we and need This, to be is, what, this is back to my Facebook point. We need to get, we need to back him.
2: <laughs> what, wait, what was your Facebook point? Uh, you can't if you if you start to censor things, you miss shit. <laughs> and this is what the white media has done. They have censored this. because cnn is owned by comcast yeah it is oh Uh, yeah it's censored like all these networks if i own you i don't have to put you on there so under what lens do i do i discriminate what lens do i do i exclude stuff so back to facebook i i'm back to like letting all of it out
0: and let everyone do your own be no sense Well, I, and that's and that's what I, I'm I'm or more of the point. Like, I mean, just a lot of option of you know what I can and can't. Let me choose what I can and can't see, and if I want to take it off my page, and allow me to take it off my page. And I ain't saying they don't have that, but I mean that should be an option. But the in one regards thing, to but go the one ahead, thing sir. he
1: said in that Breakfast Club, and this was like what, and hopefully everyone knows this. Out of the so basically Kamala Harris wrote a wrote a, wrote something I forgot what it was called, but basically only eight out of fifty five Black Caucus members in this Congress supported Byron Allen. I was like, what? That's you, not
0: surprising.
1: This, this is like this is a civil rights like eight I only mean, eight.
0: That's not surprising. Eight. That's not surprising at all.
1: 47 people said yeah we don't need that civil rights we don't need that civil rights
0: not surprising at all I mean here's the thing once again these are politicians and while they should be for the people they are for the people to to appoint to help themselves back to our earlier podcast which is podcast what force many five like back to that podcast where I said anything that's dealing with the black caucus we getting rid of that fucking name. Like we not even having parts with y'all, man. Keep the history and the lineage, and we we'll gonna tell people about y'all. Cause y'all did good things. Don't get me wrong. But like from here on, going forward, like y'all on some fuck shit, and we can't we can't be a part of that. Cause we got to get shit done. Yeah. And Byron Allen is trying to get shit done. Even like I just like I read the article, and it was saying that at first a part of the lawsuit was like Al Sharpton. And some other organizations because they were going against Byron trying to stop him. And then it's flipped and they end up trying to support him because they're like, well, no, this is crazy. Um, And he won this. See, The, the thing is, and we, I think we need to tell people, this is not his lawsuit. This is Comcast lawsuit that going up to try to get this Civil Rights Act reenacted. Uh, Redacted or removed, or you know, voted against. Repeal. He won his case or the bill. He won his case in the Ninth Circuit Court, and they, the the Comcast decided that no, we're going to appeal up a level to the Supreme Court because we don't feel like this bill is fair. <clears throat> so that's where they're at with that. So he's like, listen, I am not doing this. Comcast is doing this. I just want to be able to have my the equal opportunity to have contracts, to have television network shows where I want to put I mean, I think some of the things we're talking about criminal justice and some of it was talking about like cars and bikes. I mean, you just want to own programming and you want to own African-American programming, which will help from our previous podcast that we talked about, two podcasts ago, when we talked about changing that black narrative or the African-American narrative from us playing slaves and mammies and drug dealers to you know more positive roles i mean this will help like we will have our own networks that can push this you know going forward um the concern and i think they brought it up on the breakfast club was during that breakfast club interview was like well you know do you feel like you should drop it for the people and they was asking byron like byron do you feel like you should drop it for the people just because if this goes the wrong way and you lose what does this mean for the African American culture because of this bill? Yeah, I was right? like lose, lose.
2: But if we're not, my thing is, if we're not, util- if, we, if we're not able to utilize it anyway, and they and they repeal it, we're still in the same fuck shit we are in today.
0: But we don't know that we're not able to utilize it. We don't know what we're getting because of this bill to be going forward, right? Like we don't know if like. Contracts that we are getting today, because of this bill getting through, like what does that mean? Go like you know, repealing that. So, I mean, to me though, with that said, I'm just putting that out, like, cause that's what I heard. With that said, that's not even a concern to me. I'm with Smitty. If we already getting fucked on it, and we got the bill, then what? The, like, what's the point? And you know, they already been trying to set us back anyway. They, you know, so like, why not just go for what we can go? Cause I mean, we, granted there's a bunch of conservatives that's sitting on the Supreme court bench right now, but at the end of the day, we're talking about dollars and they may have a different opinion or, or change of heart in regards to what this could be. I mean, he's not, he's not, you know, he's, he's suing because he's trying to own for something or he's not suing. They're suing him. And try to get this bill repaired. He has a countersuit because this is just like defamation, and you know, going back and forth, and, and that he felt like he was discriminated against. So, I just like I'm, I'm with many. Like, look, we just take our chances and go for it, and then we keep striving. Like, I mean, African Americans and Pan Africans, you know, like I said, like we like to call them. If you think about what we came from and what we have today, and the amount of time that we have it, it's pretty impressive, and and it's also impressive the fact that. We have essentially been doing this with our arms, legs, missing eyeballs, crawling through mud with chains and barbed wire behind our backs. And we still are striving. So it goes goes to say, like, the power we truly have as a people. We just need to recognize that power. (coughs) Sorry about that.
2: All right. Mindy, what's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts is that we 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 if we can't work in the rules that have been laid out for us, and we're going to be challenged at every turn uh, with the rules, then fuck it, we're gonna fight it out in court. I'm a big proponent of us taking shit to trial, <laughs> because because trial bitch. Because at the end of the day, we don't do enough of that, right? We need right. we need to start we need to start winning stuff in court against these big big corporations. Um Some of us, I mean, we black people have been sitting around for for centuries taking shit. Right? We just take yep. it. We be like, you know what? It's I'm not gonna get that promotion, but I'm not gonna quit this job because I need this job, um, and and whatnot, and and the fact is that Comcast, you know that this whole this whole spin thing is put on By- um, Byron Allen as as the bad guy, right. right? Like oh he's bringing this lawsuit and costing uh, Comcast millions of dollars to f- defend it. Really, we should be looking at Comcast and saying, you really are going to put up a fight about allowing black programming and working with black um, entrepreneurs? Like, we should be asking that question to Comcast. Like, fuck you, Comcast. We, we're, until, until you allow equal opportunity and equal, um, equal programming, we're not going to subscribe to your thing. We're going to cut the core, right? Because some—I mean, some of us as Comcast. Like, we live by Comcast, and um, I do. And they—they they do this shit, and we don't ask the right questions. Like, this is—the this question shouldn't be asked by Allen. The question, but we're in a society that we in society—we got to bring a suit like this, right? <laughs> like, That's do I truth. really want to support a business that brings a suit like this? You know,
1: um, I don't do Comcast no more. I'm out of Comcast. Yeah.
2: You know, so
0: and hey, them hundred megabytes here different though. on my boycott
2: list <laughs> um i think I think we should we shouldn't have to have we shouldn't even have to have this shouldn't even have to be a lawsuit, this should just be comcast looking at everything, and like what is it hurting? you know what i'm saying Yeah. That you not do you all you gotta do is put the damn channel on you all you have to do is put the channel on mm-hmm. you comcast ain't even affected like I, they not making the comcast isn't buying um isn't buying um the actors or paying for the actors or paying for the shows that i pay for that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know it's not hurting you you know let let give me content that i want to want to buy um this shouldn't even be this i I'm back to this we shouldn't even have to have a, this shouldn't even have to be a lawsuit. Comcast should have the 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 decency and and the wherewithal to, to do this
0: no I mean I agree with you like I think it's some bullshit that it, it it came to this far, especially in today's day and age and I think that's why a lot of these organizations or these these networks I won't say they're dying out, but like that, they, they're going to start struggling soon because different mediums are, are approaching. And with the antiquated ideas and this disinclusion that they're doing, I, I feel like it's going to work against them. And I really, you know, A, let me give a round of applause to brother Byron here. Give him a round of applause because, you know, A, he actually forced – Forward and made a way, and you know what, got eleven stations so far. Still trying to buy more to produce content in regards to African Americans. I mean, he can produce whatever content you want, but he is trying to do criminal justice and African American things. So, shout out to that. And you know, Comcast. Even though you know, I got I got your hundred meds right now. Fuck you, man. Like you know, y'all some bullshit. Uh, and I think it's real, you know, real disgusting that y'all won't even sit down with this man to at least hash this out. You know, he, it has to go through the court systems to this way. it um, couldn't even go through our arbitration or mediation. You know, it has to be through this this ugly court fight. And fuck y'all for the spin y'all putting on this in regards to you know making him look like the bad guy or you know the villain in this whole thing. So, uh, with that said, fellas any last thoughts?
2: Get your side hustle
0: on, for sure. Rest in peace, John Witherspoon, um, as well as uh, John Conyers from the city of uh, Detroit. You know, Michigan representative who lost his life. Uh, you know, did a lot of great things for the culture in the city. Um and just made a way, paved the way for not only civil rights, um, but just for African Americans. He was one of the longest sitting representatives, I believe, um, you know, in America at the time. So um, shout out to him as well as Elijah Cummins, who lost his life a couple of weeks ago, um, who was also another pioneer in the civil rights movement as well as fighting for the social justice and the equal opportunity and fairness of pan-Africans everywhere. So with that said, I appreciate y'all fellas. Good night. Good night. Y'all, y'all stay up. Um as always we enjoy all y'all listeners. Please feel free to comment um send us messages. If you want to see a topic on the show, hit us up. Fuck your feelings. Uh, Fuck underscore yo underscore feelings, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, soon, one day, YouTube, maybe a Snapchat, a next door, meetup, I don't know, we're just going to get all (laughs) the motherfucking social medias. (laughs) Um, Matter of fact, I'm going to start a Black Planet page and put that shit on there. Black Uh, Planet. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: know. What about MySpace and MoCo?
0: All right look nasty man all right look I'm about to as as always good night. night one